listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Thanks, Caroline. I tell you what, I wish I had that advice before my first move from one country to another. Now, I'm delighted to welcome back Barry Wood to deep dive into the US. Firstly, how are you celebrating your Independence Day, Barry? Well, here I am in the nation's capital, Stephen. I have been into the city just a few hours ago. I took my bicycle on the subway system and uh, rode through, met a friend. We uh, had some soft drinks. I was surprised that there were relatively few people there. But in the next uh, hour or so, the actual fireworks will begin, and that's always a big attraction. But I think the bottom line is on how I'm celebrating right here at home in my in my library in my modest home in American University Park while I'll be able to hear the fireworks, maybe see them, because I'm about, what, um, 10 or 12 kilometres from the White House where I live. Sounds wonderful. But they're not cancelling the fireworks then, like in some places, because of the uh, air No, there's been a discussion of that, but they've given that up. They're going to go ahead and they will start shortly. But look, I think people are still not really feeling confident being in big crowds. So uh, we'll see what the newspapers say in the next 12 hours about the, the crowd size. But given that trip that I made downtown when, you know, it was still just at the music phase of the celebration, it was very modest indeed, small. OK, well, let's, let's see how it uh, gathers or snowballs or, or not, as the case may be. Well, it's a very appropriate day for us to deep dive into the US. We couldn't have set it up better. Now, earlier we were talking about greedonomics. Don't you just love these buzzwords? But with the elections coming up, I want to talk about Bidenomics, uh, which could be alternatively called Jokonomics, but I, I guess they prefer it not to be called that. How would you describe Bidenomics, Barry? Well, I would uh, contrast it to the policies of uh, Donald Trump in the following manner. On China, there's no change, literally. So you find these high export um, tech export restrictions from the Biden administration. That would have happened under the Trump administration. The trade war began with the Trump administration. It continues. So if you then look at tax policy, you'll find a real difference. There you had what? a $1.7 trillion tax cut in the first year of the Trump administration. And in the Biden administration, they tried to undo that without success. But Biden talks about taxing the rich, having the rich pay more, while that didn't happen during the Trump administration. The real difference, and I think the answer to the question about what is Bidenomics, it's industrial policy. Industrial policy means using government money, and there's a tremendous amount of stimulus money from the COVID pandemic response that is being used to spur the high-tech industries, particularly semiconductors. And on climate, that is something that was relatively neglected under Donald Trump. It's a very big part of Bidenomics. Promote the reduction of greenhouse gases, promote renewables, that kind of thing. So tax policy, a big difference. Industrial policy, a big difference. COVID relief, no different. China, no difference. So do you think 
the Republicans are still into climate change denial or less action on China, even, sorry, climate, even after the hottest day ever in the US on Monday. Do you think they yeah, might be reconsidering? True. Go on. Stephen, that's a, that's a very good point, and, and I don't know. I, look, I am of the view that it is unlikely that we're going to have a rematch of 2020. I just don't see that Donald Trump or Joe Biden will be the nominees necessarily. One or both could be, but I don't think it's likely. So I don't think we know what the Republicans would do if they have a Republican president on climate. Yes, there are Republicans, leadership Republicans, who would agree that the the, the, the continent and, and the whole globe is becoming warmer and something needs to be done. But they're more for private sector solutions without government mandates. So that's the way it goes. So far, the Democratic administration is moving aggressively on a Green New Deal that would promote climate response. That's interesting. And it's interesting you say you don't think it's going to be Trump versus Biden, one or maybe both, might be somebody different. It seems that the rest of the world, particularly the media and press, are kind of resigned to the fact that it's going to be Trump versus Biden. But I trust you more than the press, Barry. Well, you shouldn't, uh, because <laughs> in, in, in truth, let mm. me say that I remember broadcasting on RTHK the night that Donald Trump was elected president. And regrettably, I confess that I was saying almost to the last moment, oh, just wait, there'll be more votes for Hillary Clinton. So I was dead wrong about that, along with almost any other common, every other commentator. On this one, I, I know that I'm out on a limb because a lot of people say that the now 80-year-old Joe Biden will be the nominee. There's no one challenging him that really can make a serious challenge. And certainly on the Republican side, Donald Trump is way ahead. But I think there's a long time before the conventions that happen in July, August of, of the following year. So we're, what, 18 months away from this election. I think a lot can change. And they say a week is a long time in politics. So 18 months is an exponentially long time in politics. Now, on China, you say there was no change. Were you surprised at that when the Biden administration got in, that there was actually no change in the relationship with China? Yes, I was surprised because it just didn't seem right. I mean, there was a lot of condemnation of President Trump on his China policy. But I think Mr. Biden, as soon as he got into office in January of 21, looked at the Democrats in the Congress who said, no, no, Donald Trump was exactly right on China. Let's do the same thing and even get tougher. If there's one thing that the Congress of the United States, Democrat and Republican, agree on. It's get tough with China. So yeah, I was surprised, but no longer because we're two years into the Biden administration and there's no sign of any let up in the very tough China policy of, of President Biden. Yeah, unless these talks lead to anything, but talks are talks until something gets delivered. Let's move on to Twitter now. So Meta Platforms plans to launch on Thursday a direct competitor to Twitter called Threads. Meta Chief Product Officer Chris Cox described Threads as, we've been hearing from creators and public figures who are interested in having a platform that is sanely run. Well, I, I don't think there was any reading between the lines on that one. Um, but before I get to the main question... Who do you think is going to win the cage fight, Musk or Zuckerberg? 
Oh, I, I, I could be wrong on this one again, Stephen. That's not going to take place. But, you know, as I say, I've been wrong before. Look, on the, on the question of threads, yeah. isn't that an interesting name? T-H-R-E-A-D-S, threads. Facebook, now Meta, has 2 billion users. So they're going to access this new text-based conversation app through Instagram, which, of course, is part of Meta. So Twitter's only got 330 million users. So you're 2 billion against 330 million. However, don't forget that Elon Musk has turned over the management of Twitter to a very savvy woman called Linda Yaccarino, who came in the advertising business from NBC Universal. Twitter has an established customer base. Threads might be immediately attractive when it comes out on Thursday, but it'll take a long time to effectively challenge Twitter. So if I were a betting person, I'd bet on Twitter maintaining its lead, but there is competition in the Silicon Valley, no doubt about it. Twitter, based in San Francisco, and Meta down in, in Silicon Valley, yeah. they're, they're fighting for dominance Twitter's ahead. We'll see who wins. Okay. Well, I think that's a great way to finish the show, Barry. Thank you for your thoughts on that.